So welcome back to the BBO show and we're at the end of the week Friday. We hope you've had a wonderful week and if you've been following along that you're starting to brainstorm and you're starting to develop and you're starting to put into action all of the things we've spoken about. Some of them can be done immediately, some of them are going to take a while to do. And Carl, what are we talking about? Sure, over this week we've been talking about how we turn your professional all your personal expertise into a business. So we're packaging up your expertise, your knowledge, your skills into a product and we are taking it out to a marketplace. Mm. Uh, we're building up an audience, we're building a tribe. And today we're going to be talking about the actual product itself and how to start monetizing your position as an expert in your niche. Absolutely. So what we've spoken about this week is the baton system, the framework in which to put this business economic model in which is I'm going to sell my informational knowledge, my expertise as a package knowledge product. That's the focus this week. Now, as an expert, you can, of course, sell consultancy, coaching, one-to-one um, -one group. You can be a speaker. You can sell a larger, more expensive training product. You can do workshops. All of this is possible. But the focus is how do we start to get to that point? And where we're very much focused on is that idea attracting an audience to that idea putting that audience into a tribe and i'm just using that kind of language there but essentially the tribe will naturally once you ask them start to move from audience into the tribe and those are, those are going to be the people who care and we spoke about where we'll host those people and from that point going forward we can then offer them our service and our product which we're focusing on today so that's that's where we're at yeah, but um, if, if you missed any of that, we've covered it over the uh, the week. So Monday through Thursday, we covered that. So basically working out what your business model is, what value you're creating, what problems are you going to be solving? Mm -hmm. Then we looked at building an audience by primarily using live video. Um, and if you watch Tuesday's lessons, we talk about why live video is so powerful. Uh, you could blog, you could podcast, you could do um, uploaded, recorded video, but live video is the one, the number one to go for. Wednesday uh, Wednesday and Thursday, we talked about how you start to bring people into a community, into your tribe, um, again, using live video initially, and then how you um, how you curate content, how you provide extra value for the people who have raised their hand and have said, yes, I'm interested in what you do, tell me more. Um, what extra value do we give them? And now, today, we are moving on to the O of Baton, so it's Business Audience Tribe Offer Network. We're on the O, mm -hmm. and this is where we are going to finally um, start to sell products to people who have already told us, okay, I'm interested and I want to know more. Yeah, it, and not only interested, in addition to that, they like you, they know you, they trust you, and they see you as an, an authority within this expert space. Um, and that's that's what the entire baton model and system for this particular um, this particular niche area in terms of an expert business and selling an informational product is all about. It's about building the trust and in as a consequence your authority within this space as we go through the process. Mm -hmm. So now we are at exactly what Carl said. It's at the stage of I'm going to sneeze. That's all right. <laughs> The hay fever. It, it didn't happen. It didn't that's, happen. That's most frustrating. It's hay fever season as well. I know. I've got it really, really mild. So, Harms and I just did a, another podcast, um, which was fantastic, by the way. Um, and there was an interesting 
parallel, which was discussed, um, where previously business used to be very much, well, still is to a certain extent, although not right now during lockdown, it used to be very much a face-to-face. So shaking hands, meeting someone, that is how you um, got to the point where you liked and trusted somebody because you met them, you went for a meal with them, you chatted to them, you had a glass of wine. What we're doing is we're trying to replicate that kind of um, that process of building up trust and likability, but we're doing it within our tribe until we can get to the sale point. And that's where we are now. Yeah, so essentially we're going to sell what you have to say, your expert knowledge, and start to make some cash from it. So let's now dive in and define what the sale is. What are we actually selling? Um, Because like I said at the start, there can be lots of things we're selling, but we want to start at a starting point. Um, Now, Carl, if you start discussing this, I will sketch this up on the notepad in the background. Sure. So we actually, we gave a preview of this on Monday, but that was such a long time ago that we want to jump back and recap. A fresh fresh diagram. Yeah, yeah. Um, So... Uh, on Monday, we talked about a funnel where we're taking people through the baton system. We're starting to build up trust. Um, we are initially providing free content, um, free value. So whether that's videos, whether that's an ebook, whatever it is, it's something that's free um, and it doesn't require people to give us any money, obviously. But then the next stage, we're going to start to charge, but we want something that's low cost, something that's easily consumable, but still very valuable. And then we're going to move up to our core product, whatever that is. And we're going to be discussing uh, variations of that shortly. And then from core products, we go to premium. Obviously, you can have many, many stages in between. Uh, You can have stages that go much further, but that's a good uh, basic structure um, of free, low cost, core and premium. Generally, whatever your business is, whatever niche you're in, that's going to be a good, a good value ladder. It was all wrong. It, it all messed up. That's right. Um, that would be a good value ladder. So that's going to be the basic uh, structure we're going to be using today. Um, you need to know where you're going with your funnel. You need to have in your head a rough idea of what you're going to be offering at each of those stages. You do not need to build all of these stages, so all of these products, all of these services before you start. And this is vitally important. Um, in fact, it's best not to build everything up front because you might find that as you start to sell to people, um, some products fit really well and they sell like hotcakes. You're selling a lot of them and some products and services do not. They're not resonating for whatever reason it is. And if you've built everything up front, mm. um, then it's really hard to change things around afterwards. Whereas if you build step by step by step, you are saving time, you're saving money and you're saving a great deal of frustration as well um, because you're letting your market your customers tell you what it is they want and it's just going to be a more organic process yeah because we we very much want to avoid the concept of you investing loads of money mm-hmm. loads of time and almost falling into the the classic uh, risk of a dragon's den scenario where you've spent six months tw- 12 months maybe years you know some people spend years creating a product trying to put together a service mm-hmm. try, and, and building out their idea their dream idea and that takes time money energy sacrifices all of the things that go into building a product and a startup and now you present it to the marketplace and the marketplace says actually no i don't think this is a valuable product uh, or it's not going to be able to be sold to enough people so the dragon den scenario comes in imagine you walk through the door 
you're pitching your product to the dragons and none of them decide to invest because they don't believe there's a market for it. So working through the, the system that we presented you this week allows you to avoid that scenario, that, that challenge. And now just to, I've got the diagram finally right. What we're, what we're talking about is the free part of what we're sharing with the audience is A and T, which is audience and tribe. Which of, we talked about on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. That's the free yeah. value delivery. That's, we've already covered that. Already covered that. Now, what we're talking about today is this three-tier process in which you now start to offer your tribe your product. And that is typically, in a classic model, is broken down into a low-cost offer, a core offer, and then a premium offer. Now, again, if we narrow this down, what we want, what we ideally don't want to do is go from tribe all the way to premium offer. We would love for our customers to work through this process. Now, some will go to your core offer, will go to the premium offer immediately. That could happen. But if we systemize this and say the focus initially is to get a low-cost offer purchased, then that's what we're winning. That's where we want to focus on. So really today we're going to be focusing on the low-cost offer part of this funnel. Now in the future we may expand on this, but the core and premium is going to be very much dependent on what you are offering as an idea um, period. Whereas you have to nail the low cost, the first offer before anything else. Because pe if people aren't buying that, they're not going to be buying your one thousand pound package. If they're if they're not buying a ten pound ebook or a ten pound video course, how are you going to sell them a thousand pound one? Exactly. So what we do is we de-whisk the whole process here by almost testing the market with this low cost offer. And we even do that in quite a sophisticated way, which means you don't have to spend a lot of time producing something and then testing it. We can test on the go. Um, so that now leads us into the next uh, section, which is um, more diving into this in a bit more detail and that escalation process and what very much so what is the first low cost offer that we're going to present people with and then we can talk about the advantages disadvantages within that space sure so there's different ways to do this um the main thing is that price escalation so generally we'd recommend going from something that's around 10 pound to 10 dollars um, as your first low cost offer it's something that if people are disappointed with it it's not the end of the world obviously we're not going to disappoint people mm -hmm. um, we're going to over over it's not the intention yeah 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 um but it's the kind of thing where somebody when they're making a decision decision to purchase uh they think well i'm taking a bit of a risk here i've never purchased anything from them before it's only ten dollars like what's the worst that can happen um and then and then we over deliver that it's going to be the best ten dollars they've ever spent in their life hopefully um so generally we'll have something around ten dollars the classic uh example in most online funnels will be an ebook mm. the there are alternatives here like a short video course or a resource pack or i see um uh, like a bundle of checklists is a really cool one that i've seen in a lot of places and i may have purchased but that's because i i like processes i like systems <laughs> uh, but what exactly fills this slot doesn't matter. It's more about the price point. It's something that needs to be around $10 for them to buy. So mm. you shouldn't uh, record a whole 15 hour course and sell it for $10 because your return on that personally is going to be very low. 
Agree. And and what what I wanted to do there was just rephrase this because in our notes we've actually we're actually using the word entry mm-hmm. because entry is a lot easier for a business to think about what kind of product to produce and what is the goal here. So think about it as entry point, an entry point for your customer to then discover the core product and the premium product. So we want to allow them this entrance. Um, think about when I think about when I go to Wagamama's, they have this lobby. I walk in, there's an entrance. They now hand me the menu and I'm just working through the menu, thinking about what is the products I would like to purchase from this uh, place, which is Wagamama's. That's a very now, physical entry point. A very phys- <laughs> physical. So, so think about it like that. You, you are, you're creating a lobby, but there's a price attached to entering that lobby. Uh, and it is going to be a low cost. That's and where the low cost comes in. So other entry products include things like um, when you go and buy a razor set from Gillette, for example, the razor set with um, the one or two blades it comes with is actually priced quite cheaply mm. because once you buy that entry-level product, once you buy that razor handle, the core product is actually the sale of the the refills, the blades that you buy, which cost a lot more. It's actually cheaper to keep buying... Um, you know, uh, entry level packs, um, entry level packs yeah. um, but that's how um, that business model works in particular you buy something which gets you into the system and then to continue with the system you continue to buy a razor blades so that's an example of entry products in the physical world for us it's going to be an entry into our ecosystem so as an expert um, it's going to be the first step but the first paid step on the journey to delivering whatever value they've signed up for Okay, so then what's what's our goal? And I, I'd say, if you're thinking, how do I reframe this? How do I just get grounded with this? If we go back to Monday and we think about what was the original problem that we was trying to solve, and that's very much where the focus is going to be on creating this um, this value ladder in the sense that what how are we going to serve the customer? How are we going to help them? And what problem are we solving? So it's that statement in which defines what product we create um, because that's often the question that comes up which is okay what is my first product and this is going to be a digital product what is that first item well the first item will be a problem that we're solving through the use of your entry level item that's the key here so we talked about this problem statement back on monday um i think I think one of the to-dos was to write it down, stick yeah. it up. This is really important stuff. That is the through line, the spine um, covering this whole week is we're talking to a market who has a particular problem. The example we used was, okay, I am an expert in helping London-based technology startups to raise money for their mm. startup. Mm. So let's say that's my business. Um, that's my expertise. That's what I can help people with. So my problem statement becomes, how do I raise money for my tech startup? That's what the people who are attracted to me are asking because mm. I am the expert in that in that theme. Um, so if the problem statement is how do I raise money for my tech startup, that is the core of all the content I've been putting out, of all the audience and all the tribe content, which we covered Tuesday to Thursday. It's also going to be exactly the same question um, that I am answering in my entry-level product. It's going to be the same question I'm answering in my core product. It's going to be the same question that I'm answering in my premium product. That is the through line. And if you nail that, and if you nail it with a problem statement that resonates with a large enough market, you're good. You're golden. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just adding that to the, the diagram here. So by the, by the end of today, if you're watching this, um, you're going to have a diagram, which you can then just screenshot. Maybe you're taking notes on this. So 
So what I'm writing here is answer the same problem statement, because this is going to be the spine mm -hmm. um, of the whole element. So we're just adding layers to this now. So what we're going to be doing here for the whole process is answering the same problem statement uh, at the entry level, at the core level, and at the premium level. Now, that's great, and that can be done through... Um, okay, if the next question is, okay, what would that typically look like? Well, we've, we've sort of hinted to it already. Ebook, short course, potentially, or long course as your core product. So I would say ebook and short course fall into this category. Mm -hmm. The core product becomes a full course, like an in-depth course. And then the premium product becomes coaching, uh, cons consultancy within this framework of the example that we're using, which is a tech startup uh, coach who helps tech startups raise finance, raise funding for different rounds. Um, you could be a first round specialist, a second round specialist. That gets even more niche. So that's where you, you can sell your premium product. Now, this filter process means selling your premium products becomes a lot easier. It, it means selling your full course becomes a lot easier. And because you've formed a tribe, your low $10, $20, £20 course short entry ebook becomes a lot easier as well. Now, one of the questions that often comes up at this point is, um, it's a tricky one to to adjust to and absorb is, but hang on a minute, um, Carl Harms, I get it, but what you're asking me to do is show them how to do everything and I'm going to be giving it all away. And if I show them how to do it, they're never going to even buy my premium product and I'm just going to sell a whole bunch of 10 pound courses and left with no customers or, or they'll just watch your three <laughs> videos if that's the case yeah yeah so the, the my favorite uh, response to this is if you go into a bookshop now i think they still exist um if you go into a bookshop and you look at like the diet and fitnessing fitness fitness and dieting weight loss section 100 books there um each year a few hundred new books the information is out there that's not the problem. People know how to lose weight. So why are there still uh, weight loss books out there? Why are there still mm. weight loss products? Um, the information is not the key here. It's it's more than that. So there's a couple of reasons why um, people will buy, um, will, will still purchase from you and why they will still escalate with you. Even if you are given the core message, even if you're given the answer, if there is an answer away in your free videos. Mm. First is you're gonna have more detail, more depth. So yes, you have three videos talking about raising funds for your VC startup. You might give, these are my top three tips. That's fine. The As you move into an ebook, as you move into a course, as you move into, let's say, a three-day seminar or, or um, personalized coaching and mentoring, there's going to be a lot more depth and specificity towards your particular situation. Hmm. So I give my top three tips on raising money in, in the tech startup land in London. Are they going to be relevant to your company in particular? No, not necessarily, because it's very hard to give that general advice. Um, if I'm giving general advice to the public, it's hard to talk just to you. Mm. So that's one way we can escalate people. You give them more detail, more depth, and more specificity. Um, I, I think that's a, a, a very valid point, because it, you know more than you think. And I think this is a big misconception, is if you put out that general knowledge, like, look, I've got 10 powerful ways in which you can raise funds for your startup that's great but then what happens when somebody at step number four comes across a challenge what happens if 
they have an industry which you haven't maybe discussed within step number four and like Carl says too generalized now it's that level of specific knowledge that starts to become very valuable at the core and premium stage so as they escalate there's more detail more uh, getting more specific uh, more depth and then you know if you're thinking about this as an example we we can also get creative maybe you go into case studies which become a part of the premium product become a part of the core product but maybe it's too early to present people with case studies yet because they don't understand the theory so it's all about giving them detailed theory and then you go more in depth with case studies so that's an example i've seen that model used floating around the internet at the moment actually where the base level newsletter and article um the hustle the hustle newsletter is started to do this as an example it started with a newsletter about business in general and now they've moved on to trends so uh, and the paid product is getting the information on case studies and trends before anybody else so that's an example of their core product and because case studies only make sense once you know the basics um, otherwise you're reading a case study you're reading a story about some other company or some other person going through right for them yeah. yeah but it means nothing to you um, mm. when they're talking about the details because you haven't learned the basics um, mm. there's also the fact that as your customer as your clients uh, knowledge increases they start to realize how much they do not know ah uh, yeah so there's a loudser quote which is a wise man is one who knows what he does not know when you're first starting out the top 10 tips in raising money that might be enough but then as you get into the details um that your client your customer they're going to start realizing oh wait but what about this what about that oh this doesn't work in that situation the more they know about the subject the more specialized information they are going to need to know to push forward yeah because what happens when 10 people turn around to you and say yeah cool we'll give you the money yeah that sounds like a great idea we'll give you the money what happens then so that's when you come in even as a power play you come in to help them help guide them through that process um agree i like that i like that the person the wise man knows what he doesn't know Uh, that's a and again how how do you know what you don't know which is which is the great mystery until somebody starts to unlock that well that's uh, what that's what education does the more the more you learn, the more you realize that, oh, no, there's so much to know. Whereas if, know. You, if you remain in a, a state of ignorance, then in a weird way, it gives you confidence because you don't know what you don't know. So you're like, hey, it's, it's easy. But yeah, your customers and your clients, people you're going to be working with, as you educate them using your free content, as you educate them using your uh, low-cost content, they're going to start to realize like, oh, wow, there's there's a lot here. There's a lot, mm. you know, and that's when the specialized knowledge, the technical knowledge, the case studies, et cetera, will come into play. Agree. Okay, so there's a, there's another powerful reason, which is um, there's there's one element, which is what we just spoke about. The second element is the, f- the innate fact that humans and people are lazy. You know, we, we do uh, tend to try w- walk down the path of least resistance, uh, as much as possible, I think is almost a survival mechanism built into us. We don't we don't like adversity. We don't like to feel uncomfortable. And then the second part to that is the fact that we, you know, we don't act. There's a lot of inaction uh, involved with what we do. So, for example, uh, typically, look, there's and we're all we all fall into this category. There'll be books on that bookshelf about subjects which I've read, which I have not acted on. So one is trading. So I read a couple of books on trading, fascinating books, which I've wanted to act on, but I haven't acted on. So that's another key 
key key topic so i've entered their funnel here uh the book the low entry cost i've purchased a book but i haven't acted yet but i'm now in the ecosystem anything else you want to share in that space yeah i mean the fitness and weight loss one is so important here like mm. we have, we have the knowledge of how to lose weight is to eat better put put less calories in our body maybe do a bit of exercise like but that does not sell books <laughs> that's not a very interesting marketing message mm-hmm. we buy books which tell us oh no you need to eat these beans or this kind of spinach or whatever um there are shortcuts and hacks that's why these markets still exist um and why people can make money these kind of things people are inherently lazy um and i don't mean this in the bad way uh, another way to think of laziness is we're very efficient um, we yes, we're efficient. We are. We don't, we don't want to expend uh, energy that we don't have to. That's a, a nice way to think about it. Definitely a survival thing. Yeah. Bit, I think it's built into us. Yeah. So knowledge itself does not lead necessarily to action. Um, we generally need a bit more than that mm-hmm. to get our butt into gear. Um, sometimes it's motivation, which is why you might have read personal development books and they're not really done anything with it. But then you've gone to a personal development seminar and the person up on stage has like energized you and then you actually make the changes in your life that's because you have the motivation as well as the the knowledge so that's one way um then there are other things you can do with your products just to make them more actionable so for example reading a 300 page book is something that's going to put off a few people um not everybody's going to make it all the way through the book. Not everybody's going to have the energy left afterwards to enact it. Whereas if you have easier to digest videos or maybe videos with exercises, for example, it's going to be a lot easier for people to get through that material. Um, you can add resources like checklists I mentioned before or done for you templates for raising money. Things that reduce friction. They reduce the barriers for your customer or your client to getting these things done. You can also add in community. Um, which adds accountability. So potentially you have a mastermind group um, or you have a place where all of your customers hang out and they can talk about their successes, their failures, um, and that gives a community sense which helps to push people forward. These these are all different ways um, that you can help people move from the knowledge that you're providing to actually enacting it, to actually doing something with that information. And mm. it's all different features you can add to high level products. So it might be adding actionable steps, exercises, uh, adding resources, adding a community, adding personal touches like Q&A or live sessions you do once a week um, to go through problems people are encountering. These are different levels of products that you can add on to actually get people to fulfill the action um, that your educational material talks about. Absolutely. And, and, a, and a model I like to share um, is, is this is, it's very, very simple, but it's just to give you another insight. Uh, let me just hold this quickly. Another insight on how somebody may escalate through your funnel. So here, here we spoke about like that. That's what it looks like in online business and marketing, but what does it look like from an actual learning perspective? Or if we, if we think about the first low cost product in, in regards to teaching them and allowing them to learn the knowledge within a packaged space. So not just videos here and there, which they may have been experiencing, maybe a weekly Q&A, but now they actually log in, they've got a start to end process where they've got a package. Now, once they understand it, now it's time for them to specialize and to specialize, they may pay slightly more or a higher priced ticket item in order to learn specifically what the item is, because now they've got the base level knowledge, 
they know exactly what area they would like to specialize in. So that's powerful. Then the final step is where the premium product comes in, which is what Carl mentioned, which is the accountability. Now, personally, uh, for me, I think this is where most of the success comes in. Uh, I personally had coaches, mentors who their job is to hold me accountable and to keep me going in order to achieve whatever success it is within the goal that I'm setting out to achieve. So accountability there is important. And this is why people get personal trainers, for example, for fitness, because mm. you know that if you drop and do 50 press-ups or you do 20 burpees and you do that every single day, you're going to get stronger. You know that if you eat less, uh, eat less junk food, you're going to get slimmer. But we still will get a PT because that gives us the accountability to turn up you know, once a week, twice a week or whatever it is, get our ass busted um, in exercise and have somebody who's kind of keeping us accountable um, and asking us, like, what are you actually eating on a day-to-day -day basis? That's why we do use experts like that. Yeah. So I'm just going to add another note here, which is which you just summarized and uh, highlighted very, very important, which is, uh, which has just popped into mind, which is at the base of this, your customer is going to act there's going to be low action from them. You know, that they're going to be implementing this. Probably not if I like maybe trying something, but not really actioning it. Now at the highest level of this process is where they put in the high action. But, but that's a result of them paying the PT who's sitting there saying five more burpees, five more burpees, 10 more push-ups, uh, one more rep. At home, but you don't. That's the you don't. <laughs> I mean, yesterday I was doing push-ups and I stopped at nine. <laughs> I know I knew I had to do 10 or 12 or whatever. I just stopped at nine. Oh, okay. That's, that's enough. If somebody was there and they're like, no, 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 you, you're doing 20, like go all the way to 20. You probably could do it. It's just mm -hmm. when we're by ourselves, when we're left to our own devices, we default to, the, to human efficiency, not yes. laziness, efficiency. Not laziness, efficiency. Yeah, no, no, you don't need to do it though. Just chill. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's, that leads us onto another question, which is, and it's a, it's a valid question, which is somebody may be sitting at home thinking, but hang on a minute. I thought we we're building a business. I'm not really a teacher. I don't really know how to teach this. I didn't know I was going to be teaching. What what's a what's our thought process around this? Sure. So this week we've been focusing on expert funnels. And the reason, and we mentioned this on Tuesday, I think on Tuesday, the reason we are educating is that it's the quickest way to win trust um the quickest way to build goodwill with potential customers the internet is really noisy and there's a lot of rubbish out there um, and we need to cut through that noise quickest way to do that is to be yourself um use a personal brand and teach and help people deliver massive amounts of value and teaching is just the uh, the shortcut way to do this we are now and this is what we're starting to discuss today we are going to be selling products they're just um, what we might think of of our core service, we are adding additional uh, products in front of that. So let's say I am a business consultant. Up until now, my core service has been sitting down with uh, tech startup founders uh, to talk about funding. I charge them £250 an hour. That's, that's what I do. That is my service. We can still, and we will be doing this, we will be adding this as a service just further down the funnel. So we're bringing far more people into our funnel, far more people into our ecosystem by providing lower cost products, which are educational in nature. But the end outcome is we can also sell our professional services, which are not purely educational. Um, so mm. education here is, I understand the concern like, oh, I'm not a teacher. Why am I just 
selling educational goods. The education here is a means to an end um, of selling your professional services and your professional products. Um, you can, I mean, we've structured it in a way that you will also be making money from your educational uh, content as well. So it's a yeah. nice win there. Yeah, because the ideal ultimate scenario here is you have a queue of people wanting your premium service. That's 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 one of the goals to take away from this. And that queue comes from the idea that somebody has purchased a low cost product, an entry level product and a core product and has seen you, absorbed you and realized there's going to be a percentage of people like, OK, I need to pay this person because they're going to get me results. This is the expert I need to be interacting with. And rather than you rely on word of mouth for the rest of your life or trying to pitch a client here, pitch a client there, we're saying, let's allow a queue of people at your door, your virtual online door, saying, whenever you have new spaces for your premium product, uh, please choose me. Like we want to reverse the situation here, give you a queue rather than you having to go out there and chase lots of clients. So think about it from that perspective. And the teaching part isn't necessarily teaching, but it's educating your client on what your service and expertise is all about in a very sophisticated way that actually leaves them with a lot of value and gives them an opportunity to start themselves as well, which is very powerful. Otherwise, it's, it's a complete mystery or a myth to a lot of people. And maybe there's a lot of people out there who can't even afford your premium offer and your service, but they're very early on in their career. And one day they potentially can, but right now they can't. So how can they get started? It's actually with your $10 product, it's with your 50, your $100 uh, product. That's So think about it from a bigger, wider perspective. Sure. Rather than, yeah. They are generating a lot of money and they come into a problem or an issue. Guess who they're going to come to? Yes. Yeah. That's, so that's inbound. They're coming to you. You're not having to go out and mm -hmm. find clients. Um, there's a good book called Oversubscribed by Daniel Priestley. Great book. All of his books are good, actually. But literally, the cover of that book is a queue of people uh, lining up at the, the door of the business owner. That's the mm. situation we want to be in. Um, and education allows us to get there because education allows us to show that we know what we're talking about. We have the authority to teach this stuff. Um, so obviously, we can also provide the service um, and sell products in this space. Mm, absolutely. So hopefully that helps. Hopefully that answers one of the big questions, which is, and we get it a lot from clients. Look, I'm not a teacher. I don't really understand why you want me to, to give away my free information and content Look, we addressed part of that earlier in the week. And now we're addressing the part of mm. why do we put together that low cost offer? So hopefully that answers the question. And I, I yeah, I second that book, a uh, fantastic book. So, mm. so I was just going to say a lot of the time, if you do work as a consultant, um, or a coach or a mentor or some kind of expert when you do go and meet clients a lot of the time you will be educating them on what it is you do um, you, yeah they need to understand what the services you are offering are um so there is an inherent often there's an inherent educational aspect there we're just taking it out of the one-on-one -on -one client meeting um into yeah. the world that's all and do it, doing it on scale you know we're not no longer limited to coffee meetings mm -hmm. um although that's a great way to do business that's perfect but right now we can't. So uh, this is a great chance to to adopt a technique and a mechanism and a process in which lots of people are using, but maybe you just haven't implemented it yet for your own specific business. So that's great. So now we've we've covered that part. Now let's talk about what we're creating specifically and what's the best way in which we recommend 
listeners at home, people watching us, I uh, recommend that we do it. What what mechanism we do it? Uh, and there's a caveat here, um, which I'll mention. Yep. Is this is not going to be the complete end-to-end process, um, just as a, as an introduction to this. But because this is such a powerful process, and many people have lots of questions about this, we're going to be handling it, and I'll repeat this again a bit later, we're going to be handling this as its own specific topic next week. So we're going to spend next week on it. So it's a bit of a mystery so far, but Carl will start to talk about what we mean. Yeah, I mean, the purpose of this week is to survey this whole funnel and give you the base foundation, and then we'll be filling in bits and pieces over time as well, so mm. starting with next week in fact, because it's a really important technique. Um, for your first product, so I know we talked about an ebook being the low cost offer there. However, writing a book is a lot of work. Um, mm. I don't know, maybe you've written a book already. Um, maybe even if it's a short ebook, talking about 100 pages or so, it takes a lot of time to sit down and do that. And the main problem is people don't start. Um, lots of people have this idea for, any, uh, for a book and they're like, oh yeah, one day I'll write my book um, and they never do. And I'm sure you know people like this, maybe you are like this yourself. Um, the book never never materializes. So I'm not just gonna say, oh, write an ebook because that's not very helpful and mm-hmm. it will act as a roadblock. You'll get to that point, you'll be like, that's too hard. Um, at the flip side, pulling together like a 10 hour long video course of all of your content and a structured uh, learning curriculum and bringing people from A to, uh, a to Z is also not necessary. There's gonna to be too much, it's, it's too much planning, there's lots of upfront work and you won't get paid for it until you get it all ready and launched out into the public. So, yeah, so, and in, so what we're saying is an encyclopedia worth of your information is just way too much. Yep. We're, we're, not, we're saying that's not the road to walk down right now. Yeah. And what we also want to do is build this first product so it becomes the foundations of all of your products. Um, Remember we talked about how all of your content and products are going to be um, answering basically the same fundamental question that your customer has. Yeah. So we want to make a nice product that sits in the middle and we can expand it in different directions. So it's almost like creating a core product and then we can expand it to premium or we can kind of cut it down to go to um, to the entry level. So that's what we want to do. And we want to get paid for making it. Mm. So there's a lot of things we're adding in here, um, which make this sound very attractive. Um, and the technique, which sounds counterintuitive, but bear with us, with us for a moment. The technique we're suggesting is you start with a short course and you deliver it live mm. to your tribe. Okay. so. Let's first look at why this is really good. And next week, we're going to be going into the how, but maybe we preview a bit of it today. Yeah, because there's, there's two components here. Number one is we're, we're honing in on saying, uh, we're going to create a short course. Mm-hmm. This is the what part. We're going to create a short course. And we're, our suggestion is we're going to create it using a live mechanism. Okay, so that's the, that's the how. Now, we're going to also discuss why that's important today. And I think... The focus next week will be the the process in which we actually put this all together, yep. which is the course creation process and how we can do that online, how we can do it quickly, efficiently, uh, and our suggestion on the best way to do it. We'll basically um, give you a template which you can almost copy paste into whatever your business yes. is. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you a structure so you don't have to 
think we've done the research for you. We've looked at some of the greatest and the best course providers out there and say, okay, this is a good formula that works and that can be used again and again and again, certainly to get you with your starting process. So, so we'll use our expertise to give you the framework and then you're going to get your expertise out of your head and plug in the actual content. That's yeah. Right here. And here's, here's a note. If you are burning to create your short course this weekend, uh, Saturday, Sunday, and you're like, okay, I've got Saturday, Sunday free. Um, you know, I'm, I'm burning to create my course this weekend. Then, and, and Hamza and Carl, I cannot wait to next week for you to talk about this process. Then come and join us in the Slack group and we will just give you a quick snapshot summary of that. Just write uh, put that down in the process so it gets you started. Because I appreciate, look, some people are, like we spoke about, some people are inbuilt, you know, high action takers in, in the, just they have it within them, which is amazing. So if you're saying, I want to take action on this immediately and build out this short course for my tribe, great. Come join us in the Slack group. That's in the description below. And me and Carl can give you a quick fire solution on that to get you started this weekend but the actual part of the actual process of that we're going to discuss next week otherwise we'll be here till 3 p.m again yep which we so, could have happened yesterday yeah yeah a lot longer um but so why we, is it important yeah why is it why why are we using this particular method so yeah yes. writing an ebook bit of a roadblock it's going to slow you down you won't be able to launch it until you know three four months or however long it's going to take you to write an ebook mm -hmm. so we're scrubbing that for now uh, putting together a full course no we're scrubbing that for now there's too much technological setup you need to write a whole course from scratch it's lighting it's cameras yeah like, yeah it's, it's just too much um you can add those kind of things later not for now instead we're going to deliver a short course and we're going to do it live with real students um so it's not pre-recorded it's all going to be live so why first up you're going to get paid immediately which makes it a lot easier to um, to get the job done. Basically, if you are spending uh, three months writing an ebook or six months producing a long form course, you're not generating any income from it while you're doing that. And the whole thing psychologically, it feels like a white elephant. It's like, well, why am I doing this? I'm not getting paid. You will get paid later for it. Yeah, but it's a lot easier psychologically to um, get paid at the same time or upfront. But also there's the other the other flip side, which is a good advantage, is you don't fall into the creator's trap where, oh my God, this is so exciting. And maybe money's not a challenge right now, but oh my God, this is so exciting. I'm going to create this product. I'm going to make it look perfect. I'm going to spend loads of time on it. And uh, four weeks goes down the line, six weeks goes down the line. And we want you to avoid that process. Whereas we're saying you can create immediate revenue by creating this live. And what live means, instant. It means Today I'm doing this course or this part of a course and I created it, I, sh I shoot at 12 o'clock. By one o'clock, my course is live and I just got paid for it. That's what we want to do. Yep. Um, so one of the other benefits is as we're producing this course um, and we suggest doing it on a weekly basis. So as Harms just said, you say, I go live uh, every Tuesday at midday. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what we'd be doing. We'd be talking about the hows of how you do that next week. Um, but because you're shooting it and you're releasing it on a weekly basis, you're getting live feedback and that allows you to shape the course as you build it uh, based on what people are saying, what they're asking. Whereas if you sit at home and write a book or produce a course from scratch, you're not getting that live feedback. This is the Dragon's Den syndrome uh, that Hans also mentioned previously that if you you go into your shed and you develop a product or a service, you know, totally 
totally without regard to the people who will be using it, then you might come out with a complete monster that nobody wants, nobody cares about, and nobody's going to buy. Whereas if you're shaping it with your actual customers, people are already paying, then it's far more likely that it's going to be a valuable um, product going forward for mm -hmm. customers in the future. The third benefit, and this is the one I really like, is that it lights a fire under you. You've committed yourself. You're saying every Tuesday at 12, I'm going to be delivering a new module. That means you need to be there every Thursday or every Tuesday or whatever the day is at that time to deliver the module. You have set a schedule publicly and you're accountable to this now. So whereas if you've said to yourself, oh, I'm going to write a chapter a week, that's just you. That's the same process of I'm going to do 20 push-ups and you're not, you, you don't do it. We need to have exterior accountability. So if you set a creative schedule based on the delivery to your audience, um, this lights a fire and it makes it more likely that you're actually going to deliver it. You have to deliver it. People are waiting. Yeah, because because there's there's tribe there's people who like you, know you, and trust you, and they're sitting there now waiting in expectation. Also, think of it. Think of this like a uh, a TV series. So the conventional model was every Wednesday at nine p.m. My favorite TV series is aired. Now, if that TV series is not aired at nine p.m. Wednesday, the new episode does not drop. It's like uproar. The the feeling towards the people creating and pu uh, publishing the show, there's now a broken trust mechanism, because all we, what we're saying is is it's, it's a psychologically very powerful as well because you're saying every Wednesday. So look, say for example, me and Carl, every every day, Monday to Friday. 12 p.m. we are going to do a live session like this for you that's a promise now if there's your tribe people rock up turn up they sit at the desk right um, with a notepad and they're waiting for me and carl to present and we don't turn up today we just completely off the grid and that's now what we call a broken promise now you break a promise once and that can lead to some some trust issues uh in anybody in a relationship who's had some trust issues is typically because of a broken promise. A business to customer relationship is exactly the same. So what we're saying is we're keeping a promise and um, we're going to maintain the trust because we kept the promise. We made it and we kept it. Now, if you can't turn up for whatever reason, it's all about communicating that out. Look, I can't turn up today. Give them some notice. I won't be there today, but everything will be back to normal tomorrow. Mm -hmm. We understand that you're an individual, you're not a large production company. So that's just a, just an added note there. That's true. Yeah. I mean, we are using this to psychologically light a fire on you to get the creative process done, which is so, so, so important. I mean, how many times, not all of you out there, but many of you would have written in your new year's resolution, something like, I'm going to write the book this year, or I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to do this project and you don't do it because there's mm -hmm. no exterior, um, uh, need necessity we're adding one of them by doing this live um, by delivering yes obviously life gets in the way sometimes but you just communicate that to your tribe you say i'm sick or whatever mm. whatever the problem is you just tell them and that's fine yeah so so this next one's interesting so i'd love for you to expand on this because mm. you're using a a well-known uh, business model or a, a production uh theory maybe well known. you're an engineer so maybe only to you maybe only to me yeah so, so we are, yes, we'll be doing weekly sessions, live sessions, delivering each module, but we're still spreading it out. So we're still allowing a week or two weeks or whatever you decide on um, between each module. We 
think a week is about enough because that gives you enough time to fully prepare and script that module that you're going to be delivering. The key here though is we are not preparing every single thing we're going to be saying for the the whole course, our six week or our 12 week course. We're not preparing it all up front. We're preparing it as we go along. Um, so some people might be thinking, well, isn't that cheating? Uh, but instead we're using something Hans is referring to called just-in-time manufacturing. Um, it was developed by, I believe it was Toyota. It was one of the Japanese car makers. But it's the idea of you do not build everything you need to before you have to, because then it's very inefficient. You have things like stored, inventory, etc. We can use that same principle in our course creation. We're not preparing everything in advance and then having to go back and adjust it as we go along based on consumer feedback or a customer feedback instead we are each week able to sit down and produce the lesson for this week um, based on what we know what we're learning as we go through the process mm, i love that so i've just added that to the diagram there which is when we think about our entry cost product or our low cost product i've just had there just in time so for us, it's going to be not just in time manufacturing, but think of it as just in time creation, production, um, yeah. production, just in time production, where it's it's built on demand. You're presenting it on demand. The demand in this circumstance or this case is maybe you've got a weekly schedule for when you're delivering this live short course. So there's going to be a bit of preparation time, um, but the actual production of it will be at 12 o'clock on a uh, Wednesday or 12 o'clock for us it's a Monday to Friday 12 o'clock that's our just in time so importantly for us we know roughly what we're going to be talking about each week so I know the next four or five weeks I know the the topic um, and then we are sketching out in this example the recordings you're watching we're sketching out each week um, at the weekend and then filling it out as we go through we, are, we haven't planned the next six months of content um, up front. Mm. So it's very much just in time and we, that allows us to adapt to questions that are being asked. It allows us to adapt to, um, you know, like on Wednesday we overran so we were able to uh, change things around. But the main thing is we are producing a massive amount of content. I mean, each week we're doing about six hours. I think it yeah, adds up to easily six, seven hours. So here's a, I love that because here's another example. Let's assume rewind the world by six months let's say me and Carl produced six months worth of content like this. Uh, we put, maybe we pre-recorded it, or we even spent the time uh, writing out the notes or the structure for this course, uh, for these BBO show episodes for six months. Now, fast forward six months, the world has drastically changed. Like we got notes though. <laughs> we got great notes and we wasted a lot of time, but the world has drastically changed. Um, and that should be enough uh, incentive not to spend six months, 12 months creating things because of issues like this. So what would happen in that scenario is everything me and Carl was going to talk about suddenly become tone deaf. They be it becomes uh, non-applicable to the current market space. Whereas if you rewind um, into the weeks that we've spoken about, week one was about how does an expert business, no, sorry, how does a in-person business like a yoga teacher suddenly pivot online. Mm -hmm. Second week was 250 plus different ways to generate cash during lockdown, during coronavirus, whilst you're sitting at home, working from home, additional income streams. Now that's not tone deaf, that's right on topic, just in time 
subjects and topic matters for what's going on. So hopefully that helps um, because that's a, a really good live example for anybody. And look, and I feel it. Look, there's there's some industries that that have no choice. Think about the movie industry. Industry, you know, they could have had a, a movie release that is dropping right now. Some industries definitely feel it. But for you, you don't have to fall in that trap because we're we're sharing with you a technique now that you can use in order to produce just in time content that is relevant. I guess that's the key message here. That's relevant to today. Mm-hmm. And you can also adapt it to your the people who are taking the course with you. They're going to ask you questions. They are going to have certain areas they need additional explanation of and therefore you can adapt the course uh, based on that because the people taking your course the first time are going to be very similar to the people subsequently taking the course yeah absolutely um okay so here's a the final one is because we've done it live via video it now and we spoke about this a bit yesterday becomes uh, we can use this again and again and again and we can convert it into different products yeah so we're going to do the first run of the course. We do it live with actual people. Um, they will pay because it, we're still giving them our time. But it, that's more like a service at that point. What we're going to do after we have the recordings, after we've finished all our sessions, is we productize it. We take all of those recordings and we create a video course from it. And this is a product we can then sell um, hmm. uh, forevermore because it's us delivering the content. Um, it is guiding people through the process and we're going to be talking about the actual curriculum uh, next week but those videos then become a product rather than a live service so you do not need to keep delivering the course live because you already have the recordings of your first session yeah so I'm just sketching something out just just to give you a preview um, of next week so imagine that's a weekly schedule that's you producing a piece of video every single week now Let's go and say, look, this is now, and that becomes the present day. So those live videos we produced, they don't disappear. They don't become suddenly not valuable. What happens is we can package this up. We package this up as a series, a short course, and we attach a price tag to it. And now we can sell that as a recorded informational product that can generate cash um automatically 24 7 throughout the night somebody can work through it weekly somebody can work through it very quickly but the key here is you've already created it if what the opposite of this is a new customer turns up and says hey i want to enjoy that um five-part series you created what it means is you don't have to reshoot that five-part series it means there's a recording available and say yep just head over to that and i think we did this recently uh, mm-hmm. We've got a 12-week program which helps out property investors get their uh, leveraged online marketing for their business. And we do exactly this. Once exactly a week, we had a live session. Yeah, once we had a live session. Now, we've got customers who pop up. I mean, we're not actively marketing it, but we've got customers that pop up and say, yeah, I've heard about this course you're doing. Great. So they actually just watch the recordings now, but but um, they can they have the ability to ask us questions within our, our group. Similar to a how much was that? It's a three hundred pounds. That's a three hundred pound product. So people paid three hundred pounds for the series of recordings. Yeah, and it's extremely valuable. It's it's the the information that's fantastic, uh, which which is the, the kind of the feedback we got uh, over time. But we'll talk about more about collecting that next week. So I think that's a really big one because you know mm-hmm. we mentioned early on the default is let me create a low cost ebook. 
Yeah. But it takes more time. It takes more time. <laughs> it takes more but, time and you can charge less for it. So it doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Whereas what, what we could actually turn this into an ebook if we chose to. So if you think about the way we spoke about repurposing, video has the highest density of information. So we can turn that into text. We can extract the text from that as a transcription and turn that into an ebook rather than create the ebook and then do the video. We're talking about leveraging time here, making things easy for us and, uh, and really playing into the fact that we're very efficient human beings. Yep. So exactly that we are creating our core product here, which is, it's going to be, let's, let's say we do the course for eight weeks. Um, so every single Tuesday at midday, we come on, we deliver a live session. At the end of that, we have eight hour long videos. We package that up into a course. We sell that for 500 pounds, depends on our niche and how much people are willing to spend on it. We can also take those eight hours worth of video, get everything transcribed. Um, and you can either pay someone to do this, or there are electronic tools that can do this. Um, we, and then we use that plus our show notes to kind of compile an ebook version of the same course. We get someone to edit it, make sure it's, um, it's more like written language than spoken language, but the basic structure is already there. It just needs tightening up into an ebook format. We can then release that ebook as our low cost offer. So we have created two products at the same time. We've created our core eight hour video course, and we've created a low cost entry level ebook. What about the other way? We can take that core course, which is eight hours, and we can expand on it. Mm. We can add in checklists, we can add in resources, we can add in um, additional videos on technical aspects, for example. Um, we can add in live Q&A sessions, we can add in a community where people can come and discuss what's being dis um, taught in the course. We can add in uh, live calls and coachings, we can add in lots of different things based on these basic uh, eight, eight hours of video courses in order to create a premium offer as well. Yeah, so I'm numbering this for them so they understand the process here, which is, um, okay, so we just added layers to this diagram now. So number one is we shoot the live video. So all of these are like live videos on a schedule that works for you. Again, we'll dive into this next week. Now we package that up and we turn that into a recorded video product is number two. Then what we have the ability to do either parallel or I'm just numbering it in terms of stages where we can create an audio product from this as an audio guide. Uh, we're discussing this with a client at the moment uh, about putting an audio guide to be a complementary product to their ebook. So audio guide, uh, that could be a podcast, that could be you can release snippets as a podcast if you choose to. Then step number four, again, all in parallel to audio, is you pull the text. And Carl gave you some ideas there, ebook, checklist, workbook, resources. And the price point varies slightly. But what, what we're saying is you've got this video product here that started as just a live video and you've expanded your ecosystem of products, but you've really done the work, the creation work once, um, the hardest creation work, which is presenting that live course. It's extremely powerful, an extremely powerful way to do it. Um, please, what we're saying is, look, it's up to you, what do you do? But please, if you're doing this as your first project, please don't go the other way and go four, three, two, one. That's what most people do. Yeah. What most people do. So just take, take our work. If you're, if you're, if you still want to debate this with us, join the Slack group and we will debate this with you. Tell, tell, them, 
tell us we're wrong. <laughs> tell us we're wrong. We'll loop back to the why, the why again. So now that you've seen the basic system, remember we're getting paid up front as immediate mm -hmm. revenue because we're doing it live. So that's a bonus. Uh, we're getting feedback and shaping the course as we go along because it's a live session, which means the end product's going to be better as a result because we have that feedback. Um, we have the creative impetus, the the need and necessity to create because people are expecting us to do that every week, which means if it's an eight-week course, it's going to take eight weeks to complete. It has to, um, which is so powerful. Um, it's just-in-time production, so everything is produced that week so it means it's um up to date it can deal with events that are happening it can take feedback from customers and it doesn't require us to plan out the whole thing um and create the whole thing over months um, without any feedback um and then finally we can convert the live video course into multiple products so sell the recorded sessions as a video course we can um, strip out the audio turn it into an audio course or an ebook i'm sorry an audio book um, and then we can transcribe the video um, mm. and get an ebook version from it so this Absolutely. is why we're suggesting starting with a live a live course great so that's a great summary there from kyle now i appreciate <laughs> off the back of this and i've got some questions listed that there's going we've we've literally opened the door to a lot of questions on this topic so for example how do i create the course how do i we spoke about the mechanism live but what's the structure um what's some tips around there what format do i use what camera do i use do i need a microphone do i need lighting uh, where should it be hosted where do i host this if somebody wants to pay how do they take pay how do i take payment uh, i can give you one uh, one word answers to most of these but i'm assuming this is for next week right <laughs> this is all for next week. So I'm opening up the questions uh, to say, look, we've got you. We, we know these are questions. We've, worked, we've, we've coached people through this process, so we know the common yeah. questions that come up. Uh, is, is there a formula that we can use, a simple structure? Uh, look, I've never built a course before. Where on earth do I start? Look, I, I get the idea that teaching is important as a selling tool as well. Uh, I get it, but I've never done it before. Is there any tips there? So essentially, look, what I'm saying is we'll be covering this in detail next week. We'll spend the week on this one topic. So you, you can use that. And whenever we mention the concept of creating an educational course or a piece of information, you can always leverage back to that week. And then we can also say, look, we could be talking about something in six months and say, remember to check up these episodes. So it would be helpful for you ongoing uh, in order for you to master uh, this technique rather than squeezing all of the answers to those questions in a one hour slot. I mean, we could talk about each of those questions. I mean, half an hour, 45 minutes just on each of those, because yeah. there's lots of areas of discussion there. Uh, the only thing I, I would add to that is that, yes, these are, it seems like a complicated issue. And that's why there are so many questions. For a lot of these questions, the answers are very simple. Um, mm. And it requires less technical know-how or, um, or yep, the, the ability to teach will be giving you will be giving you templates that you can just use and you can slot your content into those structures. Um, yeah, Cl classic BBO show format, which is evolving, which is, you know, there's a structured approach to every day. The conversation may go in directions, often directions sometimes, but the pro the structured approach will hopefully allow you to start to implement this. We've, we've tried to sequence things as best as possible. So again, if you are burning to create a, uh, a short course or you've got some immediate questions on this, join the Slack group below. Um, 
and don't forget to subscribe to this channel so you don't miss when we start talking about this next week in detail that's the key there uh okay would you like me to do a recap or would you like to do a recap um, i mean i what would you like i actually gave this recap a bit earlier um when we're framing it but let's go back through it again you you go mm -hmm. for this time okay yeah and and i asked carl because we uh, me and um a, a co-host uh, a dear friend of a another podcast which talks about lots of different topics we actually interviewed kyle so he was already speaking for okay. about an hour and 45 minutes before this this show you can plug it you're allowed to say his name oh of course yeah i mean this is our podcast so your, you're allowed to plug things it's yours <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so we have a fantastic podcast called the Growth Tribes Podcast, where Kyle kindly came on to to speak about the topic of online business. Now, that podcast talks about all areas of life, uh, the challenges we face, different topics, everything from wealth, health, and occasionally we get a guest on, an expert, which maybe myself and uh, Dr. Rowe, who's a co-host, cannot answer specifically. It's better answered through the voice of an expert, which in this case was uh, Carl, who joined us this morning. That's a recorded show, not live. So I'll, I'll be sure to let you know when that goes online because it's a nice summary for online business. And the assumption is you're following us, so you're interested in online business. So I'll share that with you. We talk about some different topics. It's a great show anyway, um, not just for business, but for all aspects of life. And the, mm. it's got a really cool idea of generational transfer of knowledge. Is that the kind of hook? Yeah, because you've got myself who's uh, bang in the middle of being a millennial, somebody who's living through this amazing world of change. And then also Dr. Rowe, who's in his mid-50s, has lived through decades uh, of different generations, different cycles. So today, one of the things we spoke about was what was online business like then compared to now? What was the transition stage uh, from people to really adopt this as a as a mechanism really trust that it works and still there's people who don't trust that it works so it's it's a great conversation between two generations and he's been a public speaker globally uh for th over three decades on lots of topics uh, and a wealth educator as well so it's a fantastic podcast to come check out but the focus here is the bbo show so the recap this week we very much are speaking about a business model which is selling your expert knowledge as part of a digestible piece of digital information. That's a key here. Um, but rather than sell this immediately, we use the baton model infrastructure. Um, if we sell it immediately, we get lower conversions, we get less trust. Uh, it's more expensive to implement the whole process. Whereas what we do is we build an audience first, we filter that audience down to a tribe, and then we present that tribe with the offer. Today, we spoke about that, what that offer is. Uh, and that's very much the key here. Um, uh, and we think about the offer as in, I am solving, let's go back to this. This is the, the core of the show today, which is, which is almost the core of the whole week, which is audience and tribe. Now we're talking about offer today and specifically answering this, the same problem statement throughout this process here. And we very much focus on the entry product. What is the first experience that somebody can transact with you uh, in order to start this discovery of solving their problem that's very much been the key uh, today so, so hopefully you've enjoyed it any questions with it come and chat to us about this topic in slack uh, we can by all means create a specific channel for this topic uh, it doesn't exist yet so you'll be the first to come chat to us about it and in terms of I, I think there's really one action point to do off the back of today which is look all of this takes work but we appreciate that to get to the point of sale takes work so i think your focus very much should be on continuing to build the audience 
continuing to build the tribe, uh, practice engaging with the tribe with a lot of the methods that we spoke about on Thursday and also Wednesday, so reverse, reversing myself into the week. And as a reminder, um, create, uh, one of the biggest tips would be create a Facebook group one of our big suggestions, create a Facebook group which within there has these social learning units, which will start to get you into the practice of this entire entire funnel about creating a short course, making it easy, easily accessible to your tribe. So that's a good starting point. Then as your tribe develops, you're going to have numbers in there where, you know, they'll be, they'll be very much needing this just in time entry product. They will, they will need it because the information will need to be packaged up and they now trust you, they like you, they know you, and that's when you can start making the, the cash. That's the, that's the focus here for any business. The only thing I would add as a to-do is listen. Start mm. listening to the people in your tribe. They're going to be addressing their problems. Whenever they ask you a question, that is something that needs to be covered in your course. We're going to be talking in detail next week about how you structure a course, but the more you listen now, the more you know what their problems are, the more you're going to be able to um, structure a course that helps these people helps your potential customers yeah uh they would they would, i just made a note here they will tell you what their problem is so that's the key once you've got enough people saying hey this is our problem and we all are pretty much facing this we would love for you to speak into the space that's the time to put that together that makes yeah, it way easier for you it's not you trying to rack your brains like oh what should i talk about it's like yeah just listen what what do they need help with yeah, absolutely. And they'll give you that answer. Uh, they will ask the question and then you can answer into that space. So whew, what a week. Uh, it's been enjoyable. Uh, it's been great diving into this specific expert business funnel. Hopefully you've taken lots away from it and lots of to do's and action points and a way to get started. The whole point of the BBO show is to demystify the world of online business. It's very loud, very noisy. There's lots of tools and lots of amazing techniques. There's lots of people saying this works better than this. So hopefully we've given you a, a pathway, one and a couple of side pathways to actually go ahead and start building your expert business online and starting to generate cash from selling what's in here, what, what knowledge you have. So that's it. That's it for myself and Carl this week. Join us in, in the Slack group. We look forward to chatting with you and answering your questions. Until next week, we'll see you then. See you then. Have a lovely weekend. Thanks, guys.